everybody, this is Katie, and this is How to Play with Your Kids and What to Expect. Um, I wanted to do a little bonus episode because, the, well, the thought occurred to me and something came up. Um, so I want to just dive right into it because it's going to be kind of long. But I'm hoping this helps anybody out there who's also having a hard time. Um, I know a lot of people right now are losing people. I know a lot of people right now haven't seen people that they love and we're all kind of alone and it's, um, yeah, I don't even know what to say about it. It's just a shitty, 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 shitty time. So I hope that this bonus episode helps. Um, this time we're not going to be focusing as much on the kids, um, and playing, but more on ourselves and our mental health. So, um, because it's 2020, My husband is losing one of the many loves of his life. And as we're talking about it, he blew my mind. If you would let me share this with you now, I think that we can all learn from Keith. Um, Also, (laughs) we can't tell him that I'm talking about him. uh, Because I'm always adamantly saying that this podcast is so totally not a boys are dumb themed podcast. Where I husband bash the whole time. I promised him that's not what it is. So nobody tell him that it's even about him. (laughs) Okay. Um. So, he was making the incredibly difficult decision on whether or not to hop on a plane um, and say goodbye or wait and attend a funeral. Um, There are several situations to take into consideration. Obviously, our calendars, we have so many kids, his work. Uh, I think most people have been in this similar situation. Um, You may be in it now uh, because everything seems to be sucking. Uh, I'm in no way making light of his situation, make no mistake. I've uh, been crying my eyes out over the mere thought of loss for the last several days. Um, So soft that I actually literally cried just putting myself mentally in everyone's position. It's some torturous game that my emotional heart plays on me all the time. I just, I'm so fucking sad at the thought of it. Um, So I asked Keith something along the lines of, are you sure that you're okay not going? Are you sure that you won't regret missing this time, yada yada kind of thing? He said, with such confidence, yes, I've said everything that I've ever had to say. I have told him every time that I have ever seen him now how he has helped me grow and become the man I am today. He went on to say that he's confident that he feels the same. So um, it, just for clarity's sake, we're sitting there talking and I'm listening to him say this. And I said, are you sure he feels the same? And without missing even a second, he confidently just said, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm 100% confident that he feels the same way about me. Um, (laughs) What? I sat there watching him in bewilderment at the thought of such a healthy relationship. Could you imagine feeling so confident that another person loves you? Like, I can't. I can't even. uh, Doesn't even register. Uh, I, of course, talked his ear off about it. uh, And I mean, what a wonderful life that he has had to be able to close the book on a relationship with such peace and conviction. I cannot think of a higher goal than to end every relationship in this mutually respectful and transparent way. I just, I, I sat there with my mouth open like an idiot. I could not believe it. I sometimes watch him and his family like an alien observing a previously unknown world. I grew up in an environment where if my mom was being particularly nice, it was because someone else was watching 
or because she needed something from me. Everything was a power struggle or a show. The idea that love can be freely given without any strings or ulterior motives is not a fact I understood until I was an adult. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still, still trying to process it. Every time we had a wonderful time at a party or had company over, my mother would spend the next hour or so just ripping apart the people who had just left. She would air all of the confidences that they had just entrusted her while simultaneously exploiting their weaknesses. To this day, literally the other day when I had someone over, if someone says something wonderful about someone else, I have a hard time not pointing out a flaw about them. Even sometimes flaws that <laughs> didn't even bother me. I just do not feel all the way comfortable yet in an environment that is happy and supportive. Now, I'm not pointing this out for pity or whining, but to show you the stark contrast between the two realities from which we came. Keith just had a better communication foundation, no matter how you slice it. And I'm so thankful to see inside the relationships that he and his family have cultivated. This has helped me to see that the kind of relation, that kind of relationship is possible and <laughs> shit, even real. I didn't even know it was fucking real. I have told the story of the first time that I met Keith's sister on this podcast before, but I believe it to be relevant again here. So after I had met her for the first time, Keith and I were driving away and I said, so what's her deal? He looked at me like I had three heads and said, what are you talking about? I said that I thought she was being too nice. I mean, no one likes their family. I was fully expecting Keith to now spend the drive home telling me about the, all of the annoying things she does. Instead, he had to explain to me that they really did love each other and that she was dead serious. I now know that she has a, the very real power to make him feel better and, quite honestly, sometimes me as well. Um, I've called her for advice. Uh, I'm so sad for younger me. I truly thought no one really loved their family. At least not in this selfless way. <laughs> Sorry, just dropped a cheese stick for the baby. Uh. Okay, so, at least not in this selfless way, and uh, I'm used to more possessive and controlling way. My mother stood blindly beside her family members and called it loyalty. However, it was way more of a codependency. She protects her family, but now they are in turn obligated to her when she chooses to use them for her own gain. Gain, excuse me. And uh, I cannot lie, the format worked very well for her. Um, in our split, she ended up possessing everyone that I've ever loved. I spent way too much time insecure because I had heard everyone in my family ripping apart everyone else. As we all know, if they gossip with you, <laughs> they will gossip about you. Mom, big. Oh, you are big, baby. I am super happy. Yes, that cheese is very big. I am super happy to say that I now know how it feels to have pleasant interactions with people. Shit. Literally almost every time a relationship fails or is rocky, it's almost always something that I did. Due to some bullshit assumption that I made about how the other person feels about me or is what they are, or what I think they are thinking about me. I can still not fully wrap my brain around the idea that people actually like me. So... Anyway, back to Keith's relationship and how it has come to a fulfilling end. This is, in fact, the exact goal that I have for my children. This is what I have been working toward. 
Of course Keith already fucking nailed it. God, he is so much farther ahead in life than me. But he finally had put into words the feelings that have been fueling my furious need to parent these little fuckers every second of the day. I want them to have so much more than I had in the ways of support and love. I want them to feel like I am here to teach them, support them, and help them navigate their real-life consequences with moral decision-making skills. It is why they have to endure lengthy conversations when they slip up of me going on and on about real-life consequences. I make them listen, (laughs) even though they, they can see that they are drifting. I will bring their asses back. You are free to make your own decisions, but you are not free from the consequences of those decisions. I told Keith, he is beyond lucky to be able to end a relationship in such a way. I mean, I'm dramatic as fuck, but I think that's like finding a fucking unicorn, riding a mermaid, snorting coke, kind of fucking rare. Now, I will talk to anyone for any reason. I love collecting stories. In all of those conversations that I have ever had, from sea to shining fucking sea, I have met maybe three people who I think might have this kind of relationship. Um, drink. You can have some of my drink. <laughs> but my friends, what? You are in luck. I have the inside scoop direct from the mouth of one of the most rare people to live. Keith. I have a desperate tug of war with my emotions and controlling my mouth. Keith does not have this problem. He doesn't. He's calculating with his words. He uses them only when he is sure that he can be clear. He even sits and plans out his argument for optimal clarity before he talks. Okay, so Keith is fucking weird, right? That's weird. (laughs) I know. I don't even fully fucking understand how to make my brain do something so wonderful. I mean, I have thought about at least six different things in the time it takes me to finish a text. I can barely organize my thoughts, never mind have them actually work for me. That's fucking... What? (laughs) I wish. What we do have in common, though, is the need for transparency and loyalty. Keith is so much more far advanced in the top of topic of communication excuse me i am good at other shit so i'm not saying he's perfect or putting him on a pedestal or anything but the fact is that he was raised in an optimally optimally healthy environment if we went to school together i would have called him a bunch of names to make myself feel better like about how he thought he was better than everybody else or how i didn't like him anyway with his fake happy little life because in my family if you seemed happy or put together you must be a fake ass bitch or And I quote, she thinks she's fucking better than us? A phrase that has been thrown in my direction many a time and in the past really did hurt me. I know now that yes, I in fact do think I can do better. I think I can be better and I will be better. Keith's life wasn't without struggle or hardship, but all of the people in his life love him in a way that I am so envious of with no ulterior motives. They actually help him in a crisis and not just come into an already bad situation and make it worse by trying to make it all about them. They are actually happy for him when he does well and they are sad for him when he is in pain. I loved my two aunties in this way. I thought they did in re- I thought that they did in return. <laughs>
But it turns out when push came to shove, the obligations that my mother had spent a lifetime putting in place to protect herself held steady. The family chose her. She, in their defense, has long claws that emotionally entangle them. Now, how does Keith do it? When he pauses before he reacts, magic happens. I've watched it over the past 12, 13 years. That doesn't even fucking matter how long, but it seems like forever. (laughs) He has so many fewer uncomfortable situations than me. He's ha- he has no enemies, and I put that in quotes because I I don't really have any enemies, but, you know, in your mind you start to really attack people and it be- they become this enemy to you, this person that you must hurt or take down. It's so unhealthy. He doesn't feel the need to attack when he feels insecure. He doesn't open his mouth unless it's absolutely necessary. I know I will never reprogram my brain to fire the same way as his brain. He's a badass. He's awesome. I can, however, use his beautiful example and make sure that all of my relationships are in such good standing that the only thoughts that I am left with in the end are wonderful memories and undoubtedly the sadness that accompanies the loss of a part of your heart. I know that this seems random and way off course, but I was really impressed. I cannot help but want this for my children. I am not good about saying what I mean or meaning what I say. I'm constantly having to say, that isn't what I meant. And Keith is always saying, well, that's not what you said. The truth is, half the time, I don't even fucking know or remember what I'm saying. I'm too busy feeling only. Obviously, I don't give a fuck. Feelings are my superpower, baby. I have learned, however, to control it. Over the years, but it still does get me into a bind every now and then. If you're like me and you desperately want to help your kids, I am convinced this is the way to do it. The best part is you don't need shit to do it. All you have to do is be clear and tell them how you feel. Show humility and don't be afraid to admit your mistakes. Followed by the following through (laughs) really hard part with the example you want them to follow being the example is so hard so hard so hard um be clear about how you're feeling so an example that i came up with is if you decided to cook together and after telling them and showing them how to mix something in the kitchen, they start acting like little chimpanzees and now flour and egg yolk are going everywhere and your temper is flaring, which even just talking about it is pissing me off. It's okay to say, I'm not really having fun anymore. I get stressed out when our fun time gets out of control. It makes me really not want to try these kinds of activities with you guys. One of two things will happen. One, They understand and they promise to calm down and listen because they really want to hang out with you. Especially now because you didn't just scream, Stop it, God! You guys are always doing this shit! Or, worst case scenario, you tell them that they're bad. This is a big no-no in my book. It's a mistake I know all too well. I have made it over and over and over again and dealt with the consequences of this action and still... Can't get it through my damn thick head. Uh, Or option two, they don't give a shit and they just run off giggling. All right, okay, they weren't feeling it today. You can't win them all. But now you have to respect them when they try it on you. Because they will. Either to get out of doing something 
or because they're interested in this new way to ask. Their intentions do not matter. They never matter. Their intentions never matter. What does matter is not letting the opportunity to teach them a new way to communicate pass by. Every time you respect them and listen to their side of things, you are doing it. You're doing it. You're teaching them healthy skills and how to listen to others, how to be empathetic and have healthy boundaries. You're doing it. So when your daughter says that she's getting frustrated and doesn't like an activity, you have to respect her point of view. You have to show them how to respect you by respecting them first. You want your kids to feel uncomfortable in those situations where people are forcing them to do something they do not like. I don't think I need to tell you all of the reasons you want them to feel uncomfortable in situations where people are forcing them. I think that our parenting brains can think of all of the worst case scenarios. I like to joke that I'm a professional child. I'm embarrassed to say that I act pretty similar to children most of the time. Uh, But mostly, I empathize with understanding the feeling like nobody hears you. Kids spend all their time trying to be important to you. Mom, look. Mom, watch. Mom, 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 mom. Dad, 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 dad. Dad's home. Dad, dad, dad. They just want your attention and they want so desperately to make you proud. When you shut them down, this can be crippling to them. It inevitably turns into a power struggle. All because you clearly didn't communicate your frustrations. Now, (laughs) please do not think this is a judgment, okay? My dumbass still does this. I literally probably did this shit today at some point. So nobody's perfect. I'm a fucking mess. But I am trying. And I'm so eagerly working towards the goal of having a Keith relationship. I mean, (laughs) obviously besides the Keith relationship, I already have. I want the kids to know the feeling of a mutually beneficial relationship. I want them to feel this love for me and I want them to go out into the world respecting others, but mostly themselves. If you set up this base for relationships and talk to them like competent people, they will not only meet you, but they will pass you in growth. Don't be afraid to explain every tiny little thing. We don't touch that because it will hurt. You will get hurt. I will be so sad if you get hurt. I love you and I hate when you're in pain. I know you wouldn't like it either. Remember when you bumped your head that time in the car and it hurt so bad and you screamed all the way home from the store? Sometimes they remember but it's okay if they don't. Just keep talking. They'll get it. What's important is that you don't try any tactic you saw on Pinterest or some lady's blog. Oh, things that you're saying to your kid that you've been making huge mistakes. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of any of the titles right now, but they are almost always, you suck at this. Here's how to do it better. Here's how to say goodbye to angry mom forever. What the fuck? Shut shut the fuck up. Nobody's going to get rid of angry mom forever. That's absolutely ridiculous. You'll never reach that goal. Please stop. Talk to your kid in the way that your kid talks. You know them. You hang out with them every day. Talk to them how you think they'll listen. Someone once told me, keep it simple, stupid. It has been something that I've always kept with me. It's so important to be clear and honest and simple. 
You don't need any fluff when you're talking to kids. Keep it as basic as possible. You don't need to use Santa or anything else to threaten them to behave. You just have to tell them, Hey, uh, people who hit other people don't end up having a lot of friends. People don't want to hang out with you if you hit them. It sucks. Everyone hates getting hit. Then friends that you do end up hanging out with will hit you too because they're okay with it. It would be awful to go through life with mostly hits and not as many hugs. I don't know. I mean, I'm just pulling an example out of my ass, but I, th- I think you get it. Just be clear. There are real world consequences to hitting people. Children are brilliant. They can do anything that you tell them they can do. My friend Tiffany told me today that children are grossly underestimated. And I completely agree with this statement. They will rise to the standards that you set. They will be the exact way that you are to them. So in this time when the entire planet feels like it's gone to total shit and the stress level is higher than anything I've ever seen, I started to break. I fucking hated everyone and I was losing my shit. Whoop, gotta take a pause. Someone just fell. Okay, so back to me being a crazy, crazy head. Uh, so, yes, I was losing it. I was feeling like everyone was an idiot. I couldn't stand it. I was losing all of my joy. I was just kind of just oh, lacking. Then this thing, this terrible, t- beyond words, terrible thing is happening to Keith. And hearing him grieve and being so privileged to hear Keith define a lifetime of love and respect has really helped me gain a new perspective on what is important. I apologize for Magnus, but you know what? He's been quiet this whole time, so I don't know what... We can't really ask for a bunch more. So he's he's two, and it's been like 20 minutes of silence. So, um, But he did. He really helped me gain a new perspective on what is important. And I really, really wanted to share it with you, and I hope that it helps you. I love you, and I always want to be clear on that. If you listen to this entire thing and you're thinking, damn, I need to be nicer to my kids, then I love you and I appreciate you because you're already fucking doing it. You already care. So think about your relationship with your children. Do they know? Do they know? Or do you just think it and only tell them bad things? Do you think these beautiful thoughts but mostly just nag? So... I have had a long struggle with changing what comes out of my mouth versus what goes on in my head. And and we've talked about it here several times. I know that you guys know this about me because you guys are rad. But it's so important to take the time to say those beautiful things. It's so important to make sure that the other person, if something happened to you, had no, no guesses about how you felt about them didn't have to worry, was so convinced that you felt the exact same way that they did. That's such a beautiful, wonderful thought. Um, I love you. I know that you're going through a hard time. If you're not, fucking text me and tell me how you are fucking doing it. Um, but hit me up. I'm always here to listen at uneducatedhousewife at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at Uneducated Housewife. And I have a side project on Twitter at Free EDU Links. 
Um, and that's where I post all of the free homeschool material that I run across. Because uh, it'd be hard out there for a mama. And uh, if you love me and you know me, shoot me a text. I love you. And I am so thankful. And I hope that this helps. Bye.